0: I always pictured I would be one of the greatest Become every sense of the word and stand on those who hate it Something that I was giving my parents that couldn't take it Resilience to every stone that was
1: cast, I demonstrated Every stone I put in bracelet, beauty underrated Was told to believe if you're not a scholar, get it Welcome to the Rob and Rob for Life podcast I'm your gracious host, Rob Bruin You know this is the podcast for the culture Black media, mm-hmm. black athletes, and black excellence I'm here with my good brother, Rob McLean What's the word, bro?
0: What it do, my brother, bro. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to introduce
1: this person, because she literally does everything. <laughs> that's a fact. Uh, we got Queen Fee in the building, poet, yeah. artist, <laughs> and mm-hmm. now she killing it in the kitchen with the chefing game. What's going that's on, shit. Fiera Staley? What's the word?
2: Hi, hey, everybody. <laughs> um, I'm just excited to be here.
1: Oh, that's a fact. Good energy (laughs) so just as a black woman right now just tell me just how you feeling with like everything that's going on because you like a super black
2: panther you already know so um actually like i want to say for like the past maybe not like this week but like last week and probably like for the for maybe like three weeks i was feeling real stressed out i went to Mm -hmm. a protest um and sometimes like when you start doing things or you're trying to see how you can like impact what's going on and it feel like you can't, you're like nothing you can personally do besides put a hashtag on something. It started to really, if, when you really care, it really starts to like get to you. So for the past couple of weeks, like I haven't even been in like a good mood. And then like seeing like, being on social media like i think it's important to be active and speak out about what's going on but i also feel like it's important to take breaks because the videos that yeah Yeah, it was it it really like took a toll on me especially when i started seeing like all these videos of black women getting like hit and beat up and people just laughing and even the whole brianna teller situation it really like took a toll on me personally and i had to take a step back for a little bit Um, But, yeah, it definitely has impacted me. But it also makes me want to do more and stay active in my communities and stuff. So, yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, no, that's definitely, that's mad important because it's just, like you said, it's a lot going on right now. And like you say, you just have to take that time off of social media just to decompress because it could be draining, you know, like we were saying earlier. So, like, it literally be to a point where you just really want to just dead delete your Instagram. right. <laughs> but then you Make end up, try. yeah. You end up downloading that app again. But I definitely feel what you're saying, 100, percent with that.
0: Yeah, it feels like every day is something new that's going on.
1: Fee, you you dropped the Queen Fee video a few years <laughs> back, I believe 2017 to be exact. Yes. <laughs> Break that down for her. It was smooth. It was, it
2: was clean. <laughs> clean.
1: It was clean. Yeah. We want to um, know: you got a ghostwriter, or did you write your I own? Totally not. <laughs> <laughs>
2: ghostwriter okay oh, no. <laughs> but um absolutely don't have a ghostwriter um i've rap here and there but it's not mm-hmm. something that i've like taken like super serious because i feel like i have important things to say but sometimes i don't want it to be overshadowed by the actual mu- music so that's why I'm, i stay more in my spoken word lane but when i did a queen fee video I just thought it was a good opportunity. I was in Columbia, South Carolina, knew a lot of Black women, was launching Fever Fest, which is for Black artists in the community, giving them a platform to showcase their talents. And so I thought it would be like some really great content to add to the marketing of Fever Fest. So when we dropped it, because I actually recorded it maybe like a year or two before I actually did the video. Okay. So yeah. So, you know, I, Recruited all the black women I knew. Told them to <laughs> and they come was in my outside. <laughs> so they, was, they came too. I was so. They happy. Was
1: outside.
2: Like, no, I didn't have to beg anybody. Like they showed up for me, and even um, the white people that you see in the video, they're definitely allies to the movement mm. and didn't mind being a part of it either. And I was gracious to have them as well. But um, I just wanted something that kind of like could stand the test of time. Even on a beat that has been out forever, so I think I did that. I had my whole city came out. I did nice. it, it. I recorded at home. Gotta I mean, represent. Demar <laughs> came out for your girl. I was excited. So Made it happen. What, what?
1: What really inspired the video?
2: It literally is supposed to be like a spin on cultural appropriation without it being like so direct. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm an artist, and I feel like in history they've whitewashed a lot of. Our history, and so mm. um, the context of the video is basically just to show us taking back our power. So the guy in the video is seeking to buy my art to mm-hmm. sell as his, his own, and I so finessed. we finesse them. Yeah, yeah. It, and I, it was mm. dope. So yeah, I was like, let's do it real light, but you know, still put on for you know my people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and I picked up, I picked up on that how you're just trying to take your art away. And that's something that they normally do. They're taking our art, our lyrics, our flow, just our culture in general, and they don't want to help us or support us. So what do you feel about that? Them just trying um, to take our stuff and not support us.
2: I think it's important that while we don't seem to have all of the power when it comes to people glamorizing what's being ghetto ghettoized, is that we take our power back by supporting our own. And so while there are many companies who have created revenue and many families and many businesses and many brands who have taken black culture, insulted it, and then use it as their own, we have to start using our power to just support the people that look like us, support our own culture, because you know the reason these people are so big is because What they didn't teach us, um, they used against us, and then we went and, you know, we bought a Gucci, we bought a Louis, we bought, you know, we watched the, well, I don't, but you know, people watch the (laughs) Kardashians, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no reason why a whole family who has made their money off of characterizing Black women should be making more money than like, popping Black women. You know what no, I'm saying? So but the things, yeah. yeah. So, you, said
0: something, you said something very important, just supporting our own culture. And I feel like sometimes we could be against ourselves, just fighting with each other. And we just got to stop doing that.
2: Right. Um. I think that we have to have a lot more empathy for each other and definitely a lot more patience. I see a lot of stuff especially on social media where people are like, you know, I try to support Black-owned businesses, but they will woo woo. And I'm like, <laughs> you can't generalize the Black community. Like the Black community is not monolithic. If we are gonna preach to white people how we are not all one person, or we're not all the same, like we also have to um, honor how different we really are. And so when you have a single bad experience, you know, it's harmful for you to perpetuate that as a black stereotype yourself. Like so yeah. I disband ban myself. Like, I tell people all the time, like, especially girls, you know, we get our nails done and stuff. And be like, I try to go to a black nail um, tech and she took forever or whatever, whatever. And I'm like, how many times an Asian person, I've been in, I've been in a nail salon and like <laughs> got up and walk out because, you know, the energy, there are some not, that are nice, but there are some that are, like, if you black, they treat you different, like, oh, they going to yeah. be a problem. You I know? know they be
1: talking on the side.
2: Right. And so I'm Talking like, that hot
1: shit. Well, why they, why <laughs> they <laughs> do <doing?
2: laughs> nah, it? Like, and
0: man. you don't even know what they're saying, like, saying, so you can't really, you know.
2: Now that energy be different. I will nah, get up that's in a so second, fun. like, what? <laughs> but the thing is, if you're going to, if you get bad experience anywhere, if you go to a Walmart on this side of town, and it's horrible. Or you go to a nail person on this side Korean nail salon on this side of town and it's horrible, you find another one. So instead of bashing a black business, if that find black business one. don't do it for you, find another black business. I'm like, so yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I, yeah, we, we definitely do. We do that a lot. And I'm not gonna front. It's like, we wanna put the money back into our communities and our people. But yeah. it's awkward that we get so frustrated so quickly you know, with our we'll own. And just like you were saying, it's it's imperative that we do that. So, um, yeah, we, we really do got to stay on that because that shit definitely could be real it's, a, home. it's embedded. It's
2: embedded in us. Yeah, to, it's like, in your mind. Dead.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's So a And we buy the products the most. <laughs> so
0: exactly. we start buying it. You're not going to have no money. And money is everything. Money is really power.
2: Right. Yes, absolutely. It, it really is. We make everything hot. Like... We literally, at one in one era, we made t-shirts hot. Like, fire! We made t-shirts Super hot. Fire. It's a fact. Okay? It's a fact.
1: Like,
2: black and is beautiful. We need to. We need to start embracing that. Like Louis only hot because because black fly niggas put on you know Louis yeah. and Gucci. You know <laughs> Yeah.
1: that's a fact. It's true.
2: So yeah, we gotta we gotta switch it up. We gotta
1: tap into that space. That's no, true.
2: Yeah.
0: Definitely. Let's talk a little bit about your creative space. We need some advice on that, because sometimes okay. when like I'm editing stuff, I don't want to go nowhere but just stay on the laptop and just finish what I'm doing. That could mm-hmm. be bad. That could be good. What's your creative space like?
2: Oh man. So, <laughs> one <laughs> my <laughs> entire when I anytime I move into place, anybody that, that's ever been to um, my apartment. I fill my apartment up with my art. So it looks like a pretty much like a museum in here. So I'm constantly being inspired. Um, But my art is pretty much influenced by like, however I'm feeling. So most of the time, like if I'm in an emotional space, then I'm I'm a right. If I'm in a like, prosperous space, or I'm feeling real positive, I'm a paint. And for me, I have to get it done when I feel it. Mm -hmm. And I will sit, and, like, work on a painting for hours. Even if I started at 10 o'clock at night, I'm not going to, like, until that mood leaves me, I'm there. you
0: on it, yeah. Yeah. Don't be so. stressing you out sometimes, though.
2: No, because it's free for me. Like, mm. I my artistry is what I love because it just feels so free. Like, yours may be a little more technical. Um, thanks, It has a more thanks. technical aspect <laughs> to it. So it might not work for you, but for me it's like, there's no rules to what I'm doing, yeah. so I, I can right. make it as wild well as I want it to be, or you know,
1: yeah, finish expense whenever
2: also. I stop. Yeah, gotcha.
1: yo, Fee. So, so tell me, when did you really recognize that you had that creative gene?
2: Oh man, probably um, since I was younger. Like, so I have don't want to get this wrong. I have six <laughs> sisters. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Me I out here, like, sisters. I got nine sisters.
2: Like, <laughs> what? I I don't Like, no. sisters. And um, one brother. And ever since I was younger, my dad brought us a camera <laughs> when we was younger. And we, like, wrote wrote these little scripts. We would have fake, like, ricky lake oprah winfrey shows like yeah like we have so many like videotapes of us when we were younger that i never want anybody to see
0: (laughs) some throwbacks
2: (laughs) yeah we even made a movie called fatuous movie it's a parody of all the like movies we had watched during that time period and it came out pretty good for some little kids but ever since then like we would like put right little invitations to our neighbors for them to come to our porch and watch mm-hmm. us put on a show. And, you know, oh, them older people really had a lot of patience. <laughs> <laughs> they right now, here they go again, I'm gonna walk down here. But they would, come. Wig. <laughs> they would come and watch us no matter what we did. And so, yeah, I've always felt, had like a creative spirit. And my parents pretty much like promoted that. And when it came to like my art, I got into art in the fourth grade. Um, the legendary Leo Twigs came to my school, okay. and he just showed us how to like paint some hands, and he showed us some of his art. And you know, I come from like a low-income community, so we didn't really get a lot of opportunities. And I'm sure a lot of at the time, I didn't know how important he was um, to black art, but he is very important to it. And I that was the moment I was like, oh, I want to be an artist. But when I went back to school and I told my teacher that I wanted to be an artist, she was like, you ain't going to make no money from art. How you going to, you know, she, she started like it's asking mad all negative. questions. Yeah. And so that it made That you didn't me... have
1: the answers to.
2: Yeah. And so I was just yeah, like-
1: That's oh. frustrating. Bad energy. Yeah. yeah. Energy. So I told her, I, was like, I,
2: don't... I stopped saying I wanted to be an artist. And then eventually I did, I stopped painting or I stopped drawing and- it wasn't until I was out of school that I painted my first portrait. Like I was like twenty something, and mm. I did a picture, a painting of Angela Davis that was really huge. I posted it at my art show on my for my birthday. I did a fever fest, my very first fever fest, and I sold that painting for twelve hundred dollars. Oh that was Yeah, but I really money in the one. bank.
0: Mm-hmm. Imagine
2: if that person hadn't told, like questioned me to the point that made me feel like I didn't need to be an artist when I was in the fourth grade. Imagine if I had just, you know, somebody had poured into me so that I could continue to want to be an artist. Yeah. Then I would be further along than I am now as far as art is concerned, because this is all it took. I just took my time and put my effort into it and this is what came from it. And I think we need to do that when it comes to the younger generation now, like, Even if you don't understand it or you don't think it's going to make you rich, like you still have to pour into kids because, you know, amazing things come from that. So, yeah.
0: Not only that, not only you're an artist, but you're a poet, Mm -hmm. a chef now. You got a lot of crafts. (laughs) 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 We go on and on and on. (laughs) Which one do you think you're the best at? And where do you see yourself in five years with that craft?
2: Oh, sheesh. The best? your favorite? Okay. I I know the best is kind of hard. The best is kind of hard. (laughs) (laughs) But I would say, like, my favorite is probably, mm, I don't know. It's probably between art and poetry. Because I feel like it kind of go hand in hand for me. Like, my art is a reflection of my life and my emotion, and so is my poetry. But I feel like I have a way with words. So, you know i'd rather run my mouth yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'd rather talk that talk you know <laughs> as you
1: should as you should that's a fact that's what we need so it's interesting you bring that up because your poetry is super fire okay. right and my and, feelings uh, oh yeah she be <laughs> she be in her bag she be getting to it so we're gonna break down you know first off why the title on your
2: ass because like they needed to hear this. I feel like not only did they need to hear this, but we needed to hear this. Mm-hmm. We, we in this society, like, I won't even say like right now, cause it's all, it's been happening. Um, But people dehumanize us as African-Americans so much. And even how we end up dehumanizing ourselves that I think it's important that, you know, we give each other words of encouragement in a time where we start to be more focused on like staying alive or, you know, um, resting, rest in peace, you know, this person or that person, it becomes more like gloomy and sad. And I think we always have to find a way to like remind each other that like, yo, this isn't all that we, we're not just a bunch of victims. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like we are, but it's not our fault, but we're also very powerful in this world we've made such an impact, even with all of the obstacles put in our way. So every time I get an opportunity, I'm going to be on their ass and reminding them because, like, this this has come full circle. Like, don't get it twisted. Like, you know, y'all out here with some spooky energy. But, you know,
1: <laughs> and I got something for that. Yeah,
2: we, we on your ass. Like, it's whatever, uh, you know? So, yeah.
1: <laughs> so, back I, I got a line that I want you to break down for me. Okay. Right. Oh, you, oh, you want me to be free? Let me double that tax. Rape all our women and erase all our past. Take a hundred yeah. steps back, nigga.
2: Yeah. Ooh. Break that down for me. That's that's
1: good bars. Very okay. very good bars.
2: So the first slave movie I ever had to watch in school was um, a story about Harriet Tubman, and in the movie, um, her master told her that you know if she get a $200 that he would free her and he stole her money and cut, and she was still enslaved. So, you know, then Harriet Tubman became Harriet Tubman, yes. Be on your ass. Mm-hmm. you know, okay, I can't do it your way. We gonna get it done anyway. Um, so that's where to take all your let me double that tax, rape all your women. So it is a reflection of our struggles and how this you did all of these things. And somehow we still here. Like we still made it this far. We still this impactful. And we own your ass despite y'all continuously making it harder for us to succeed. Like I'm in the room right next to, you know, your ancestors, despite all of the shit that you just put us through. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was.
1: Nah, yeah. I feel that. <laughs> that, that shit hit home when when I heard you say that Thanks. I was like, oh. Yeah. like damn Dang. it's like that <laughs> no that's a fact <laughs> so you have another poem obviously it's called poetry undefeated and um i got another line that i want you to break down for me okay S- someone said my black wasn't beautiful but there is beauty in surviving every single fight against your enemy succeeding okay. leading but remember when that quicksand had you by your ankles and tried to pull you under. Stop playing it. with them. <laughs> That's good bars, bro.
2: <laughs> so, gotta
1: drink to that one.
2: This oh, yeah, uh, um, cheers. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. So that poem, it took me a long time to be able to perform it without being like emotional.
1: Yeah, I could tell you was I could tell you was nervous when you performed because you because you you was swaying. Yeah. Like, you were just trying to get it out. I, I know that feeling, because when you're nervous, that's how you're trying to get it out. You, you can't stay still. Because if right. you stay still, it's over. Not like, hey, over. No. like, that. said
2: it. no. Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
0: Boys go all over the place.
1: That's a fact. Like, yo, she good? <laughs> no, nah, but
2: that's good. Like, <clears throat> what it was, a, it's, it's about... Like, all of the things that I've been through in my life, um, not just in a racial way, but just, like, my experiences um, being taken advantage of, um, experiencing, like, sexual assault at a very young age for multiple years of my life and still having to, like, function and be okay and, like, persevere for my sisters around me and, you know, for my family and things like that. Um, so when I say like, when a quicksand have you by your ankles, it's like that feeling where you feel like this is it. I can't take no more. Mm -hmm. Like the, like the devil is consuming you. You know what I'm saying? So it'll either kill you or sometimes it might try to turn you into a different person and you have to pull, pull yourself up. And sometimes you don't even know how you get there. It's just like the desire to still want more after being through so much. You know that quicksand have you by your ankles and no one was there. Mm-hmm.
1: That struggle
2: like there's I no one. I should have
1: you, you nervous. Yeah.
2: yeah. But it builds yeah, you like, like the, that that builds the most like the strongest people I know. Mm-hmm. Even for myself it's like you don't have nobody to use as an excuse but you don't have nobody to pull you up. It's just you. And so if you can do it by yourself its it means that much more. You know what I'm saying? So that's what that line is about. Yeah. yeah.
0: Do you ever think about if, like, the roles were reversed between black human beings and the white, like the mm. uh, impact?
2: <laughs> listen,
1: they're <laughs> talking about listen. <laughs> Go ahead, talk your shit.
2: <laughs> you know what's crazy though? I don't think the roles could ever be reversed because yeah, I to say that too. I can't even imagine the roles being reversed because black people are so empathetic, like. You know, when I say that, I'm not talking about myself because I'm. (laughs) (laughs) It's
1: it's true though. It's it's true.
2: Like I I care about what's right, no matter who the right is for. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to like just the we we give people empathy and sympathy, like no matter what. Like there's a picture of some black man carrying a white supremacist because he got hit or something. I'm just like, that that is. That is what people do, you know, like when the Dylan Roof killed those, all of those people in that church, um, you know, people stood around and they held hands and they prayed and prayer is great, but I can't do it. And I don't mm-hmm. think that white people would do, in a, in, as a whole, I don't think white people would do that for us because they don't. Like, yeah. when we die, people, we have to convince people that we want that
1: the didn't deserve mm-hmm. to
2: die. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah. if a black person rolled up in a church, a white church and killed six white people, he wouldn't have made it to a jail cell. He wouldn't have made it He wouldn't
1: have made it out. No, right. Fact. Fact, and man. so,
2: you know, I'm just like, if the roles were reversed the world would probably be a better place because black people are just so empathetic, but they wouldn't be out here struggling or getting beat because that's not even our nature for the <clears throat> most part.
1: Yo, Let crazy you say, fact yeah. off that, um, that situation you just brought up. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to throw these name out there, but I go to school with a joint now in my master's program. Her mm-hmm. mom passed away in that church. That's oh, crazy. Wow. You're talking about the joint in Charleston, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: yeah. I remember yeah, it, that. Yeah, that shit had
1: hurt my heart for her, bro. She is mad right. sad. Mm. I mean, I don't I would never expect to meet like that's like one in a million. I'm in I'm in Syracuse, New York right now. That's like way, way, way upstate. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And the fact that I would meet her, and she's from Charleston.
2: Mm-hmm. You know
1: what I'm saying? So the fact that I would meet her here at that time, I was just like, damn. Right. Yeah, crazy. I and I was what? How long situation. ago was that? I was like uh,
2: 2015. Like yeah, like four or five three? years ago? Yeah. Okay. yeah.
1: Yeah, but I'm just but saying yeah, that was, to say, yeah, life is present. It was crazy, though. Sure.
2: Yeah, that was really... That,
1: that was spooky. Like,
2: that was real spooky, because I was like, I understand why people don't react the way that, you know, out of anger, but... Mm-hmm.
1: But sometimes you just got to turn it I understand
2: it up. why people do. And <laughs> I just... <Yeah. laughs> you know, everybody you say you know, if that was my mom, <laughs> or if that was my say you know, we burning it down, and it's easy to say
1: that. You don't know to you in that situation. Yeah. You don't but know. But you don't
2: know. But I think I know that I would. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: hard just going through all the emotions, though. Like being yeah. there, it's just tough. Yeah.
2: No, it's totally different. I would never disrespect anybody who lost anyone and say, "Oh, you you didn't do what You didn't do what you were supposed to do. You you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying like if somebody unjustly kill me. Burn game shit down. 15 but of that- your
1: brothers and your sisters. Okay, is outside. whole family.
2: Okay, whole and outside. You know, yeah. I got a rack of I got a rack of black women that be ready to ride. I mean, you know, <laughs> Brianna Taylor. You know, I'm trying to be patient, but I'm y'all gonna time see me ticking. going live from Louisville in a little bit, like for real. <laughs> I'm just like I'm. I think we gonna have to go and. I'm okay with it's whatever. Games, huh? Yeah, I do what you got to do. Yeah. yeah, that's how I am. So I don't been I I don't been to protests. I don't been to uh, what I don't know if you can call it a. with the Ku Klux Klan came to South Carolina to protest the flag being got that ass beat, and went, <laughs> 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 okay. Everybody was so afraid. They was like, do not go out there. I'm like. Yo, these we outside. Love to believe that we feared them, and they—they were they the weakest people I ever seen in my life.
1: You know it's crazy too? When I came, when I was going to school down there with you, mm-hmm. I never seen so many Confederate flags in my life before. Okay. Not Confederate flags, not in New York like that. At least, Roger yeah. you be seeing—I don't be seeing them shits. Be honest Bro. with you. So, like, that was different driving for me. To,
0: driving to Hampton in Virginia. I know I'm in Virginia. Oh. Why- when I see that Confederate flag by that gas station that big something, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And once I see that flag, I know I'm a VA. Right.
2: Yeah, Unfortunately. Not... But yeah. yeah. It's crazy. It's been, it's been like that. It's been like that. We had the Ku Klux Klan when I was younger. The Ku Klux Klan rolled up our street. And ever since then, like I had this mentor, Mr. Shabazz in in elementary school. He really taught us about like black power without scaring mm-hmm. the white people off. <laughs> you know, without scaring them <laughs> about what he was teaching us. You know what I'm saying? And ever since then, I just felt so proud. Like, I'm like, I ain't scared of no and Ku Klux Klan. No no, you know what I'm theory. saying? But yeah, my mom and them used to call me Fiera Khan.
1: Talking <laughs> <laughs> about Fiera That's yeah. mad funny. <laughs> but listen, we have to give the queen her toast. <laughs> you know, for everything that you've done, everything yeah. you're going to do, the poems, yes. more paintings, and just- The cooking. To the qu- more <laughs> Be cooking. ready for the food. <laughs> <laughs> said, I'm going to need cooking. some of that. The when cooking. I saw
0: that page, though, I got hungry off-rip. <laughs> yeah,
2: <it's> more everything.
0: <laughs> and to more success.
1: Absolutely. Yes. absolutely. We need that. Before we let you get out of here, we want to know in terms of your art, which mm-hmm. piece is like your favorite that you created? Yeah, the Muhammad Ali piece that you did really stuck out to me, but which one is like really mm-hmm. your favorite?
2: Right now, can I can I move my camera so I can show you?
0: Please.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: Please. So I did this big painting. <laughs> yeah, it's, take us through like, the gallery. It's kind of abstract,
1: but oh uh, that's fine. Hold on, hold on. I gotta yeah. fee, don't hurt yourself trying to get out the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She about to break her neck.
0: <laughs> nah, that's fire. That's
1: fire. I like that.
0: Wait, okay. that car on the bottom right?
2: Yeah, it's a police car.
0: Oh, okay. Mm. It's
2: a police car and then uh, it's so it's a crucifixion and mm-hmm. then a hanging and then a hands up, don't shoot, shoot. And it's shoot. a police car and a clansman. Um Ooh. so, but I but I definitely have a couple of pieces that's. Like my f- my favorite. That's fire! That's, that's, that's fire! You selling Wait, that? What's, what's that the called? word? <laughs> this is a um African tribal <laughs> mask. I actually did this um live at a um oh, that's yeah clean. I a ball. I painted that live, and this this is probably like one of my favorite. Oh, that's cool. my little abstract Huey P. Newton. Oh, yeah.
1: I'm going to come over and go shopping. You, got a, gift. you yeah, got a gift. Yeah, yeah, I
2: got
1: it. I need one I need of those. I'm
2: going to some new art soon. I got a Marcus Garvey and a Fred that I just did for someone, okay, and okay. I'm going to do some pranks for them. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Got some stuff coming for y'all. And some yeah. cooking classes, so.
1: <laughs> Where I sign <laughs> up.
2: I have a li- I'm going to put so the link thirsty. in my bio.
1: That's a but fact. Yeah. Y'all look at her bio and start playing. <laughs> <sighs> Well, I definitely appreciate you, Fee, for stopping by and chopping I, it up with the gang. I appreciate um, you having me, Rod. Thank you. You got any more cooking questions? You got, or can we let <laughs> her go home? No, nah, I just really need to learn, bro.
0: Because to be honest <laughs> with you, I couldn't make like pasta and like some fried chicken for real, for real. <laughs> Listen, crazy. I'll get you
2: right. I have patience. I'm gonna have some patience with y'all, non-cooking people, and we gonna, <laughs> we gonna get fry, y'all on we're gonna level, need it, you know. He going yeah. get you on
1: the level. All right, man. It's the Robber Rob on for Life podcast. We out of here. All right,
2: bye, y'all. more life.
1: <laughs> Black <That's> love. I'm ball like you win the league. Only way that people paint. I started
0: believing that I was one that wouldn't make it. That gave me more reason to question pictures people painted. I stopped giving a fuck.